0: Hi, this is Lorne Young, lead pastor of Discovery Church. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. We are in a series called Trending Truth. Everybody loves viral videos. You have probably even watched one already today. Videos that go viral can be inspiring, funny, cute, and many times just plain ridiculous. What we're going to do over this series is look at some viral videos and let them illustrate truth from Scripture. To get the most out of the message, be sure to go to our website, mydiscoverychurch.ca to watch the video we are using for the illustration this week. Enjoy. So last week we started a brand new series called Trending Truth, where we're taking some of the most popular videos today and using them to illustrate scripture. And last week we... Did, we uh, I spoke a message called, Not What I Expected. And we used uh, the the story of David to illustrate character. And we talked about two things that we can put into our lives, two ways to build character. Can anybody remember one of those two ways? Jay, be patient. Patient is one. So um, you can come and pick whichever shirt you want. And what about two? Anybody remember the second one? Oh, oh, uh, Jamie. Spend time with God, yes. So if you're, you're welcome to come and grab a size you want, or you can wait till after, too. We'll wait till after, okay. Um, I, I'm re- I try really hard to know everybody's name. So if you're here and I don't know your name, I really want to get to know your name. Uh, so please come and say hi after. And you know what? A really easy way, it really helps me out to get to know you uh, better and to be sure I'm praying for you throughout my week and throughout my uh, uh, whatever the things I do in a week, errands, um, could, would you grab a connect card or on your seat and if this is your first time, if you've never filled out one of these cards before, would you take it and bring it to the guest center after the service? They'll exchange it for a really cool cold cup or a hot cup. They're really cold. You were just in a couple weeks ago. But I just wanna make sure that we're praying for you and we're thinking about who's a part of our church family or who's just here visiting from out of town or visiting from another place. So if you have not got a Discovery cold cup, you need to fill out one of those connection cards and get one. Everybody's like, I haven't got one. They came in two weeks ago. They've been here since the beginning of time. Uh, but we're in a and we're in a, a new series started last week called Trending Truth, and uh, we looked at character last week. And today, I want us to look at this week's video. Now, I get it that there are two types of people watching that. They're, like, waiting for something to happen. They're, like, one person's, like, can we watch that, like, for the entirety, Lauren? That's way more interesting than what you are. Can we just watch that over and over and over? That dog is so cute. That's one type of people, person that's in this place. And the other type of person was, like, that is one minute of my life that I can never get back again. And why, why, are, we, why are we watching that? But right now it's one of the – it is a very popular trending video. Actually, you've probably watched a trending video – Within the last 24 hours, you may even be watching one right now because you're like, well, the interesting part of the service is done, and I'm supposed to come to church, and I did that, off my, so I'm going to watch a training video. Actually, this video was brought to my attention by our tech team uh, two Sundays ago. and I was like, I'm going to use that, and they're like, look, look at this. I'm like, you, that's what you were doing while I was speaking, weren't you? Uh, but it was, it was after the service, but they, they are the ones that showed me this. Today, I want to title our talk, Don't Stop Moving. I remember when I visited Edmonton for the very first time. It was 2003. I was currently living in northern Alberta, and I visited Edmonton for some training for work. And now, if you're from Edmonton or Edmonton is your home, when you have people visit for the very first time, what is the first thing you tell them that they must do? West Edmonton Mall. After that, apparently it goes downhill, but West Edmonton Mall, you, you must go. So when I visited Edmonton, I love my city. I love, you see how I say my city? is our city. is my city. This is home. This is the home of Discovery Church. When Discovery Church is worldwide, this will be where it all started, okay? Um, I remember visiting Edmonton for the very first time, and I remember going to West Edmonton Mall. I was like a kid at Christmas. 5.2 three million square feet. There are more stores in West Edmonton Mall than there are people in my hometown. Okay? There there if there was theme parks and 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 water parks and ice rinks and the list goes on and on and on. There are hotels. It's insane. I was I was awestruck the first time I went into West Edmonton Mall. And what I found really interesting, you now you might think like that's Lauren, that's a pretty lame thing. But the number of escalators that were in West Side Mall, I was like, "How many are there?" So I counted. There's like between 16 and 20 escalators alone, just in West Mall. That's not elevators. That's not staircases. I don't. I don't use staircases. Like, let's be honest. You use staircases when there's an escalator. It's, it's like back. The only time I use a staircase when there's an escalators. When there's escalators, or what? You know what I'm saying? Is in Oilers game. The only time. If you ever been to an Oilers game, you know what I'm talking about. You just don't take the escalators there because there's so many people. And I remember uh, what like feeling. I was like, "Man, I, there's one there, and there's one there, and there's one there." I can go up and down an escalator. When I get to when I see an escalator, I plan my trip around an escalator. I use a certain door because I know there's an escalator to go down and go up, so I don't have to walk further around. Now there are two types of people when you when you talk about escalators. I'm the first type that I see an escalator and I go for it and I get on the escalator and I stop. This is a resting period for me. I, I can stop and wait till I get to the bottom. I need to. I need to rest within my shopping experience. Okay. And now there's the other type of person that gets really annoyed with my type of person because they see an escalator and they are like, "Well, I can get to where I need to go faster. I'm not going to stop moving. I'm going to keep going. I am get on the escalator. I'm going to walk down." Now, you might. Know, we're we're all really nice people, so I'm not going to ask for a show of hands of which type of person because we don't need people getting. Upset with people like me that just say, I'm going to sit there. But for those people that like walking, that was even worse when like there's two people like holding hands and there's like, and you're like, you can't get through, right? You're just like, ah. But no matter what type of person you are there, there's something that annoys me even more. Walking to an escalator that you know is there and you get to it and it's broken. I can't rest. And I can't get to where I'm going faster. And if I have to walk down it, everything is trippy. Have you ever looked at the escalator when you're walking down? It's like, so you like walk down like this. You know the escalator is broke when everybody on it is like head. It's like, right? You get what I'm saying? It's, it's the worst seeing an escalator is broken. It's so fun. Sophia right now is six years old. And she's starting to really explore stuff. And uh, when she's with me, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm the more calm uh, parent, <laughs> I I definitely have more rules and regulations and like. Uh, like I'm, I'm just, I'm just a civilized one. So every now and then, Sophia, every every time we see an escalator, uh, Sophia says, "Hey, Dad, can I run up the one going down?" And I'm like, "Oh no, no, no! Of course you can!" So I just, I'm like, look around, I'm like, "Yeah, go for it!" And I see these little legs, and Sophia's starting to get really fast. But like going up an escalator, the fastest she can move is about the same. Same speed as it's coming down, so she's going so fast, and she's like, she's not getting anywhere, and I'm kind of laughing at her, just hoping that a shoelace don't get caught and dragged down, because that happened to me as a kid. Um, but that's kind of like the only fear I have. And I'm, and she's running up, and every night she gets tired, and she's. <sighs> and she drifts back down. I'm like, Sophia, you're, you're moving back. She's like running again at the same speed. I didn't even consider being like, why buy a gym membership? Why go to Fox Drive and do stairs? I'll just go to West Edmonton Mall and do escalators that are coming down, right? Um, but what happens is that you, Sophia usually ends up in the same place she started because she's not quite fast enough to get to the top. Have you ever felt like that Might it feels like your life a little bit? That you're running so hard you're trying to do things with your life and you're trying to make plans and you 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 go to school and you start a new job you start a new relationship and you're and you're running and sometimes you feel like you're making progress and you're moving but but you, you stop some time and evaluate of course you evaluate Christmas or New Year's Eve right it's like well what did my last year look like oh well I'm still driving the same car I'm still arguing with the same people. I'm still feeling the same way I am. And you just feel like I've been moving all year. or moving for the last five years, but I'm in the exact same place that I was before. You know, we're kind of like that dog where we just keep paddling and paddling, and we have no idea where we're going. We have no idea how we're getting there. And unfortunately, we're not as cute as the dog is. Right. We just wish that we we were we were still cute. And that's the only thing we're going for And we're battling and we're paddling and we're paddling and we're going faster and faster and faster. And we just we just hope that life would seem to make sense sometime. We just hope that there would be purpose beyond just the everyday mundane. I'm paddling and paddling. We're running up and we're we're still moving, but it doesn't seem like much progress. Lots of times we paddle for things in life that will leave us empty, and the Bible gives clear indication, but maybe some of us run after money, and if we even get there, some people are like, man, I wish I got there. Um, and if we run after, run after money only to maybe get there and realize that, hey, that doesn't really bring me happiness. One of my favorite quotes um, by, by a movie star Jim Carrey, is Jim Carrey's, I wish that everybody had money so they would know that that doesn't solve all the problems. Maybe we run after a perfect relationship only to get into another relationship, realizing that, man, the common denominator here in this bad relationship is me. And it just doesn't seem to always make sense. And we keep paddling and paddling and paddling or running as hard as we can, and life still seems to lack purpose. Ever been there? Maybe you're there right now. I, I think we're in the right place today, especially if you feel like that today. That's, man, where, where's life going? How does this make sense? I want us to look at a guy by the name of Paul in the Bible. And Paul is pretty impressive, but this is what he writes in Philippians 3.14. He says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I think Paul gives us, gives us a, a plan that helps us understand what life's purpose is all about. See, we can have all these goals and everything that we're pushing for. But Paul, uh, Paul in Philippians 3.14 says, I press on towards the goal. Now, Paul is a pretty impressive dude. If, if you've been around church at all, you probably have heard somebody talk about Paul. And Paul was responsible for writing nearly uh, more or half of the New Testament. He had a radical, life-changing changing uh, experience with Jesus, and, and now he became a preacher of the gospel. And Paul is responsible for much of what we teach today and much of what we know about Christianity now, Paul, I would say, is a superstar Christian. I wouldn't say that I'm a superstar Christian. I, you probably are all superstar Christians, but I still got a lot to figure out. And, uh, but when I look at, hey, how do I live more like Christ, lots of times I go to the writings of Paul. And Paul's goal was to live like Christ. Nothing was more important than, than the pursuit of living like Christ for Paul. That's why we can read about Paul being in prison. If, you, if you've ever read about him, you probably know already that he's been in prison. If you don't know about Paul, can I make sure that we get you a Bible at the end of the service? Come and see me and I'd love to give you a Bible. We have them to give away for free and I'll show you some of the writings of Paul to, to start reading. But Paul's goal was to live like Christ no matter what, whether he was in prison, whether he was being stoned, whether or not he was being uh, being attacked and, and persecuted. This is some of the stuff that he writes in some of those times. He says, whether I live or die, Christ means everything to me. I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God that we looked at last week. Everything is worthless when it compares to the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. There was nothing more important in the life of Paul than to live like Christ. So if that's Paul's goal. And he's a superstar Christian. I would think that that should probably be our goal as well, to live like Christ christ one of the greatest christians to ever lived, said i want to do nothing more in life than to be like christ than to live like christ than to pursue christ we have a, a our, our statement here that we use often is seek truth find purpose so we believe that the truth in life that we, we seek is jesus christ and that we can't find true purpose and meaning outside a relationship with him Paul actually tells the early church, he says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So if Paul has a goal to be like Christ, how then can we set the same goal in place for our lives? So I wanna just take the next 10 minutes, 15 minutes to talk about, two ways that we can be sure that we're living like Christ. One is to stay attached to the master. You know, the, the, the little dog was attached to their master, right? And they were paddling and paddling and paddling and paddling. And the dog had no, pretty much no idea where they were going. Not really maybe even sure how they got attached. It's just, just moving, trying to do the best they can. But I guarantee you, if we continued watching the video or if, if the, the biker, if the dog's master actually kept the video going long enough, you'd get to a point where the dog really liked and sometimes it seems like we're, we're paddling really hard in life and things, things might be going well, might not be going well. Maybe, maybe we're going uh, in, in up an escalator that is coming down. But the thing is, is that if we're paddling, we're always moving. If we're, if we're sure and we know that we're attached to the master, we're going to get somewhere that we know that, that makes sense. So we're going to get to somewhere that Paul says, call me heavenward in Christ Jesus. One of my very first Bible verses I ever memorized was Psalms one and three. And it paints this beautiful picture of of our lives when we're attached to the master. It says, he is like a tree planted beside streams, a tree that produces fruit in season, whose, whose leaves do not weather. He succeeds in everything he does. If you can just imagine with me for a moment a, a huge tree planted by the stream, and this constant source of water and we're, we're the leaves on the tree and what what happens is when we're attached to the tree, man we produce fruit and our, our, and the leaves are big, and there's there's gentleness and patience and kindness and, and, and all these fruits of the spirit that's coming out of us when we're attached to the, to, to the source, when we're attached to the master, when we're attached to the tree. But the moment that we dis-ta- or disconnect from the tree, we start our dying process. We start to wither up and die and sometimes I, I feel like I even had conversations with people this week. It's like, well, why why do I even bother? Why do I even bother giving my life to Christ? Because nothing seems to make sense. And the moment that we disconnect from the Master, even though we don't may not know what tomorrow looks like, the moment that we disconnect from the Master, every all the paddling, all the hard work that we do just doesn't have the goal that we're searching for. The second thing I think goes hand in hand is don't stop moving. Lots of times I've seen it and I've probably been guilty of it myself. When I give my life to Christ, or I get my life figured out, or something's going well, and I start reading my Bible, and praying, and, and temptations pushed, pushed back, I'm kind of like, oh, well, it's easy now. I can just sit back and relax, and wait for Jesus to come. Let's run to the hills, and I, you know, I don't know, I've never ran to the hills, but there are some people out there that think, let's let's just go hide off into a wilderness, so and everything will be better, but what what actually, I think there's a part of it that we need to keep moving, that there's still a mission that we have to accomplish in the strength of Jesus Christ, and that mission is to win as many people to Jesus Christ as possible. The Great Commission, go, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, that, that Great Commission that God gave us, that Jesus gave us when he was here on earth, can only, the only time in eternity that it can happen is when we are living this physical life. The only time. So the greatest thing that God ever asked us to do, we only have a short period of time in the light of eternity to make it. And sometimes when we give our lives to Christ, we just sit back and say, okay, well, God, you can come now. But guess what? There are so many people that don't know Jesus in our, in our city, in our in our worlds, in, in, in our workplaces, in our schools, that we can't sit back. we gotta keep moving. We gotta keep moving and saying, I'm attached to the master. I'm gonna keep working, I'm gonna keep working. And, and the Bible says it's not by works that you're saved. No, it's not by works that you're saved but can i reframe it phrase it a little bit we don't do works uh, so god approves of us cuz lots of times that's why we do good things right we're kind of like well i need to earn it Christianity is the only uh, world religion that says, no, you don't need to earn God's grace. You, it, you, you have it. But what happens is sometimes we get caught in is like, well, we have to do this because if I do this, God will be happy with me. No, 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 no. There's it, nothing you can do to make God love you more, and there's nothing you can do to make God love you less. But the works that we do are important, okay? But we do works not so God approves of us, but we do works so people can see that God approves of them. I'm gonna say that again. We do works not so God approves of us. He already approves of us. He loves us just the way we are. He doesn't wanna leave us the way we are, but he loves us the way we are. We do works so people can see that God approves of them. I was talking to a pastor friend of mine this week, um, and he's older, and I, I go to him every now and then when I have a question. I just literally ran into him in a, in a coffee shop, and I was talking to him about how much fun we're having in, in, in Discovery Church and planting and seeing people come to know Jesus, and we get to set up in a gym, and it's tons of fun waking up at 5.30 every Sunday morning to come and set up church, and we love it. It's, and people are like, what? No, but it's seriously, it's, it's, it's the greatest, the most fun, the funnest day of my week. And uh, I was talking to him, and he brought up something that's, So simple. But just gave me another jump in my step. There are so many people in our city that when you talk about God, they automatically put judgment next to him. And they think that God is automatically mad at them. But if we can do one thing in our time as Discovery Church and to help people know that God's not mad at them and God loves them, I think that one thing would go a long way. I think that one thing would would have more than 100 people in here and and we would have gyms packed out from all over the city because there are so many people that walk around and say, well, I'm I'm disqualifying God because, well, I'm gonna get struck by lightning. I, I joke with one person one day, uh, lots of our people that assist in our parking lot with outside hosts are pretty tall. And I was having a conversation, I think through social media one, one time, and they were like, I can't come to church because I'm going to get struck by lightning. And I, I wrote, wrote in there jo- uh, jokingly, I was like, oh, don't worry, don't worry, we have really tall people in our parking lot, so if anybody gets struck by lightning, they'll get struck first. Right? People think that, that God's bringing judgment on them, but Jesus Christ came into the world to give his life for us, that all judgment, all anger, all wrath was given on Jesus Christ so we can live free from, from sin, we can live free from our past to know that God loves us, and the best way that God demonstrated his love for us was in Jesus Christ himself. Lots of times we want to stop moving. And on July 13th, we're actually going to continue to move. We're actually doing a thing called Serve Day from churches from all across the world. are gathering together to serve the cities in which they call home. And it's a way as a church that we can go out to people and tell them that God approves of them. Not by going up and saying, God loves you, Jesus loves you, turn or burn. None of that stuff. We're just going to go and we're going to pick up garbage. We're going to give out food and sandwiches and water at our downtown core. And, and we want you to be a part of it. We want us to be a part of it because there's something going to happen that, that we're not doing these works to say, God, can you approve of me? Because he already does. We're going to do something to show people that God approves of them. So after the service today, uh, Shay uh, she's, uh, she's uh, our intern, she's going to be back on our uh, table back there, and she's going to be taking your names to say, hey, let's, let's keep moving. The mission that we're on, we might be tired, but the mission that we're on means something, and the mission that we're on is, is, is bringing people to Jesus, and we want to make sure that we're doing whatever it takes, anything, I said it, anything short of sin, we will do to win somebody for Christ. Paul's goal was to live like Christ. So if Paul's goal is to live like Christ, our goal should be to live like Christ. I'm gonna call the worship team back. Thanks again for taking time to tune in to this week's podcast. Be sure to go to mydiscoverychurch.ca to watch the trending video used in this message. Have a great day.